Support for this episode comes from our friends at Bold, Shopify's largest app developer, with amazing apps that do cool stuff, like subscriptions and recurring orders, wholesale and VIP pricing, loyalty programs, upsells, daily deals, super advanced product options, and more. Plus, they have a special offer exclusively for unofficial Shopify podcast listeners. To get any of their apps free for 90 days, go to website rescues.com slash bold to get started. Welcome back again to the unofficial Shopify podcast. I'm your host, Kurt Elster. Um, at some point, maybe I'll stop introducing myself and just accept that you know who I am or don't care. Either way, you're here to, to learn about growing your Shopify store. And I've got, um, you know, there, there's a key, keystone step, a critical point that you really have to base all your marketing around for your Shopify store and really any online business um, or even business in general to be successful. And that's positioning. I've discovered, you know, in my own positioning or in my own business that positioning is this, this absolute um, critical piece to making it work. Because once you have the positioning right, you know, that determines your marketing and your product mix um, and really everything you do. So without, you know, good positioning, you can't succeed. Um, and I'm lucky in that uh, my friend Philip Morgan, who's been on the show before, in the last 12 months has right before my eyes become um, maybe the go-to authority on positioning, at least um, for technical dev firms anyway. And that's just because he chose that positioning. But I think positioning is one of those universal topics to online businesses. Um, but he wrote this this very successful ebook called The Positioning Manual. Um, I highly recommend it. Um, it is, it's meant for, it's geared toward developers or like development agencies. But I really think it works for any online business. Um, and he's joining me today, so we could we can talk through and work through the importance of positioning. Philip, you there? I'm here. Wonderful. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> that was an awesome intro. Thank pleased, you. Pleased as punch to be here. Yeah, excellent. Um, yeah, I only wrote down two sentences out of that. The rest was off the cuff. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, the the softball question. Um, what is positioning? Define positioning for us. You know, positioning it has already been defined very well by the originator of, of the concept, Al Reese, and another guy, Jack Trout, who wrote a book called Positioning the Battle for Your Mind. And their definition is super elegant. Positioning in their terms is owning a word in the mind. And when we unpack that, um, we see that, you know, it's it's maybe owning a word or maybe owning a phrase and uh, the other part in the mind is probably the mo actually the most important part of it. It's it, it's really it's how your your clients or your customers think about you. Um, what you know what short little verbal handle do they associate with you and your business? So um, I mean, there's a lot in there. It's it's the positioning is a thing that makes you far more memorable. It allows word of mouth to start operating and helping you out. Because it, without positioning, uh, usually their word of mouth never happens. And, um, you know, word of mouth is not people running through the street yelling the name of your company, but it, it really is how things grow in popularity. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you can do, I mean, the way I look at it is 
um, especially like in the context of a sales funnel for Shopify is, you know, you have all these, these marketing channels, you know, like Facebook and, and Google search and content marketing and all that, but everything is just trying to, um, get turn, turn random passersby into brand evangelists who promote your brand. Um, and, you know, getting them to purchase is just one step in there, but the actual ultimate goal isn't a purchase. It's to build these, um, is to build, you know, brand evangelists, um, and people who recommend your brand to friends. And without positioning as step one in that funnel, you can't do it. Right. You, what you want, you know, thinking about it from the perspective of, say, a brand evangelist, positioning is how you help them, how you make their job easier. <laughs> okay. So let's say you have a product that they love they're going to have a much easier time telling their friends about it if there's, like I say, that verbal handle, that kind of convenient uh, word or phrase, more likely a phrase, because um, a lot of the good words are already taken, <laughs> right? Yeah. But uh, a convenient phrase that they can use. So, um, you know, I, I know one of the companies that you work with does like watch bands for, Rolex watch bands for, uh, what, active people or... Oh uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Uh, Everspans. Yeah, right. they yeah, their original positioning was the, like this very yucky, like two sentence sign uh, line, um, and now they use two very simple ones. They're they're very concise. One is just, um, they're you know it's Rolex replacement straps, but their taglines that they use are customize your Rolex and um, uh, I kind of forgot what the other was. And now I'm embarrassed. Oh no, <laughs> it was well, like or um. Uh, custom watch straps for a- or custom Rolex straps for active lifestyles. You know, something to that effect, where they right. had bol- they had defined like in really in six or seven words and one sentence, um, they had defined this is what the product is, who it's for, and how it benefits you. And see, that's a perfect example of positioning in action. It, it's from that you know that tagline or that very short positioning statement. It's very clear you know, who should get excited about this product and why they should get excited. And, and, and it just has all the elements that someone needs to remember <laughs> what, what, what it is that they're, you know, what they're buying into and, and what they're supporting and, and what, word, you know, message they're trying to spread. Yeah, it really, it's a, like positioning, like fundamentally, you're right. I, I never thought about it like this, but it's just about making, making you memorable. I you know, like when I first you know started accepting the concept of positioning, um, probably when like a year ago Jonathan Stark was talking to us about it in the um, in the context of that foolproof positioning statement, the mm-hmm. like what expensive problem do you solve question. Right. right. Um, you know I had always thought about it that way um, as sort of as as an elevator pitch. Like that's right. a positioning statement is an elevator pitch, but really you know a positioning statement is just. A, a memorable a cat what's the catchy memorable way that your customers see you right and it really there's a couple of things in there one is um, you cannot develop a position for a product or a brand or a service that your customers find uh, not to be not credible or not believable in other words I mean to flip that around your positioning has to be something they can accept and and sort of buy into like it, it's got to make sense to them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, so one good way, um, like in the case of Everspans, you know, they didn't, he didn't really get that positioning idea. Um, 
you know, it just, it was foreign to him. He's like, well, it's right. a custom strap. So what's the, like, that's how we co- talked about it. I don't get it. Right. And it was because we really, um, and everyone does this, myself included, you know, the, the things we think we know about our customers are just guesses. Um, yeah. And his taglines, the way we did it, we we surveyed his customers. Like I just sent them an eight question survey. Um, I got, uh, like within a day I had a hundred responses mm-hmm. and I went through it and I looked for common phrases and customize your Rolex and like sporty or active lifestyle. Those were really common phrases in theirs. So, I mean, it was like, suddenly it was incredibly obvious to just say, okay, customize your Rolex for your active lifestyle. Done. Yeah. And and that's true in every case. It's a little harder to do that when the product doesn't exist yet. And I know that some of your listeners are in that situation, right? They're, maybe they're dreaming of opening a Shopify store or planning to, and they, and they don't really have that customer base yet. So another aspect of positioning to keep in mind in that situation is that uh, your positioning differentiates you from the competition. You know, I, I gotta—I I don't know anything about the watch uh, market to be honest, but I—I I, I gotta assume there's other companies making replacement bands for Rolexes. Just to stick with our example of Everest. Well, actually, no. I, I'm very proud to say that. Yeah, there was really there were a couple, but there was one big one, and. Okay. We, we looked, we, you know, we always looked at them and it was sort of like this dream because we, you know, I've worked now for about 18 months with Everest. Um, and I could safely say, you know, we went from, um, they were making, you know, I, well, without giving exact numbers, they were making between one and 10,000 a month per, like when we met them 18 months ago to today where, you know, that by the end of this year, that company may do, um, seven figure revenue Mm. and like of huge, one of the big, you know, we did a bunch of stuff. Um, really around building a sales funnel. But the thing that made it click where it was like, okay, now we're just tweaking and iterating was positioning. But yes, uh, to answer your question, they had, there was one big competitor, like a single big competitor in that space um, who kind of like a little bit helped us. They blew themselves up by wrecking their own positioning. Like they started Mm -hmm. offering universal straps and straps for other stuff. And it was like, well, now I don't know you as just the Rolex people. And like part of Everest, they own that space by like they'll just write. They hired uh, writers just to talk about Rolex, not even in the context of the straps or their stuff. Like they just want to share that passion and enthusiasm, and that's the part of the positioning. That's pretty interesting. I would guess that the competitor wrecked their positioning by trying to broaden it rather than yes. go yeah. more narrow. Okay, and that's actually that brings up brings us to a, a really good point that everyone struggles with. I struggle with it too. Um, and I know Kai Davis, who is here on uh, episode one of season two, um, describe, calls it Morgan's paradox. <laughs> right. And um, So t- well, that, tell, us about, tell us what Morgan's paradox is. Morgan's paradox is... You it, being the Morgan in this case. The, the more narrow it is, meaning the more narrow your position is, the bigger, the bigger it is, the bigger the results, the bigger the impact you can have. And... That's another big aspect of positioning that is, you know, paradoxical, counterintuitive, and just scary as hell. It's the fact that for a position to become more effective, it has to be quite narrow. And absolutely, uh, what I notice from helping people with their positioning is they almost never go narrow enough the first time around. It scares them. I did the same thing. Well, sure, because you think about it in terms of simple math. Well, if I'm going more narrow, that means I can reach and sell uh, 
to fewer clients. Right. But what actually happens, the paradoxical aspect of it is you can reach more clients and you become more attractive to them, clients yeah, or customers. Because, yeah. And think about it. So, you know, I uh, just because it's easy, but I use it for my own business. Like fundamentally, at the end of the day, what am I? A web designer, right? Like if we, if I just want to go back to bare bones freelancing, I'm a web designer. Right. And you would just ask what my hourly rate is and I'm a commodity at that point. But, you know, the thing that differentiates me is when I said, all right, you know, and, and it was about a year ago and probably like not, you know, a little sh- shortly after Phil, uh, we met Philip, but, mm-hmm. you know, that I just said, all right, we're just good. You know, I love Shopify. I love sh- doing Shopify stores. I love my Shopify clients. Why am I doing anything else? Let's only do Shopify. And then a funny thing happened within... By three months, I had people making referrals to me because they're like, oh, I know you're the Shopify guy. I was like, what? And then by six months, like, you know, I had people like Shopify themselves reaching out to me and being like, hey, you know, since you're such like you're a big deal Shopify expert, can you write us like guest posts and stuff? Like literally by saying I'm only going to work in this one platform, I, you know, it happened on its own. Like, yeah, I got good at it. But at the same time, people just assumed I was good at it. And the exact exact same thing happens with products. So when a company like Volvo, this is a bit of a dated example, uh, but when they decide they're going to build ugly cars that are s- the safest cars on the market, guess what happens? Everybody who wants a safe car, and that's their primary attribute that they desire in a car, is going to have to seriously think about getting a Volvo. And they're going to feel like everything else is maybe second best to a Volvo in that you know, in that category of safety. That's the interesting, like, inversion of um, of positioning is if you own a space, you never have to say that everyone else is inferior. People will just make that assumption. Exactly. Like, if I, because what your positioning is really saying, I'm specializing in X. We're an authority on, we're an expert on. Well, then fundamentally, everyone who doesn't specialize in that can't be as... Um, expert and experienced as you, right? Exactly. And that's true. Like, that's partly, I mean, that's true, um, but it's also an assumption. Well, right. It's sort of, I mean, in psychological terms, you're taking advantage of a mental heuristic. So, um, you know, people, myself included, don't have an infinite amount of mental bandwidth. And so we we're very stingy with how we allocate that bandwidth. And so once we've in our mind installed someone in a category as, as far as we know, the leader, we don't really, you know, check that out very often. And, um, and we just, you know, treat them as if they're the leader. And so part of what positioning does is it, uh, you know, takes advantage of that mental heuristic, that mental shortcut. And mental shortcuts, a good word. I mean, I think like, as humans, that's, you know, we're, we're just designed and built that way. We're looking for things like, um, you know, social cues and positioning and just various little cues we never think about that we use as shortcuts so we can make fewer decisions. And you're right. Yep. Um, that's why being, you know, clear and concise in all of your communications um, makes you more effective. Right. And, and so, you know, in very practical terms, like if, if you go to someone's website and you're seeing just imagery that's from all over the map, there's no cohesive theme and it doesn't seem to relate back to, you, you can't really form any idea of whether this company is there for people like you, then uh, either that's a company that could really use positioning to, to improve things. Uh, I, did, I wanted to add, you know, we talked about positioning 
as becoming more narrow and focused. And there's a couple ways you can do that. You can focus on an audience. You can focus on some attribute like safety or design or uh, cost can even be a way to position yourself. You know, we're just the, the lowest cost or the most prestigious high cost. Those are all different ways you can narrow down. But, you know, like we're, we keep saying, without the narrowing down, you just, you're not ever going to become as memorable as you could be. Right. Yeah, because it's like, um, you know, if someone can't describe you in like 10, 15 seconds, it's over. Like, you, they're not going to remember and they're not going to go through the effort of trying to explain this. Right, because it's just too much, it literally is too much work. <laughs> so, uh, well, let's use an example. Um Let's look at a, a URL together and see see if we can come up with. I just the most recent product I bought, um, and I, I don't buy like I shop online, but not too terribly often. Um, I bought just happened to be a Shopify store, um, uh, KeySmart. So let's see, I'm gonna Google KeySmart, and you'll we'll look okay. at it together. All right, it's getkeysmart.com. So these okay. guys are getting nonstop free plugs. Enjoy, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's you know my friend. I had a friend who's just like, hey, did you get one of these? And he holds it up to me and goes, it's a Swiss Army knife for your keys. Oh, wow. And it's um, that's such a fantastic way to describe it if you're looking at um, keysmart.com. Yeah. And it blows my mind that, like, nowhere on this website, they don't use that phrase. Um, they, they don't even really make an effort to describe it. And then at the bottom, like, you get to a positioning statement, finally, which is the compact solution to your bulky key ring. And right. below that, the Swiss Army key style holder. And it's like, man, if you had just, because I had heard of this thing and blown past it. I had to see one in person. Right. Um, and it's that cool. Should, it's like should be, 20 that, bucks and it's cool. But. Yeah, that stuff should be pushed up to the top of the page. Those things you pointed out, you know, the, the Swiss Army knife uh, image and, yeah. That, yeah, so that's like, like what's your... You know, so Jen, and you want it above the headline, so or above the fold. I hate it. I hate to acknowledge that the fold is real or that it's even a thing, but <laughs> I just mean, you know, the first headline on the page. Right. And in the case of KeySmart, it's premium key holders, aircraft grade aluminum holds up to a hundred keys. That's terrible. You know, and it's part of a slider. You know, and we know so eighty nine percent of people um, will only ever see the first slide. So you want like those people. You know, as soon as they onto the website, they're gonna. They're going to bounce. You know, if right. we're lucky, like in a really optimized store, we'll sell to three out of every hundred people. Mm. And the first thing you have to do, especially like KeySmart, this is a brand new product. No one has seen a thing like this, is have a way to explain it to them in one sentence. Right. And it's it's hard from the perspective of the shop owner. Yeah, I, I because mean, I, to I, them it makes total sense. Right. They're like, well, these are the the attributes that are superior about our product. So we should put those up top. But um, it's just too much work. I mean, if you just if you just think of like, what would you say to a five year old? <laughs> um, you're probably in the right ballpark because that's the level of attention that most website visitors are willing to give your website copy. It's got to you know speak to a, almost a primal, easily memorable, um, hopefully unoccupied slot in their mind. That's a good point. Yeah, no, exactly. You Yeah, it, you want it to be unique. You can't just use, like, whatever random positioning. Um, but, yeah, I mean, key, I like to use KeySmart as a good example um, of someone who could, like, everyone could benefit from positioning. But in this case, and these guys aren't a client, you know, hey, KeySmart, if you're listening and you want to reach out to me, go ahead. Um, <laughs> but, 
like it's a unique product. It's new. Like essentially it's inventing a category and I like I could picture exactly the kinds of customers. It's the everyday carry crowd who likes it. Um, but they're not speaking to any of that. And it's like, you already have a good website. You have a good product. All you got to do is nail that positioning and position. It's so like positioning such a great optimization strategy because there's no split testing. There's no, you don't have to hire a designer developer, just write a tagline and put it yep. up there. Hey, yeah, do you or, have, um, or as you, you suggested, sur- survey your, survey your customers. That's a, I mean, that's, that's like step zero. And then step one is, yeah, add that, that tagline based on what you find out. Yeah. So if you're going to, you know, say like the formula, the formula I use anyway is that foolproof positioning statement, um, you know, magic formula. But essentially you say like um, store name makes X for Y, you know, product for audience um, and then like so that and benefit. You know, right. you just want to say what that it's, you know, you want to you've got a product. It's for this specific audience. And here's the problem it solves. And what you're doing there is holding up the mirror. Like, right. you know, if I, when I'm cruising the web, and this is true, this is just human behavior, I'm, again, I'm looking for those shortcuts to say, this is for me. And the best thing you can do is is hold up the mirror. Show the person that you're listening that, like, you, it's the right place for them. Yeah, exactly. You know, if if the... If, if you're in that situation, you know, if, you, if one of your listeners is in that situation where they're like, ah, God, I have this feature list that's like got 10 bullet points and I just feel like it's all important. Um, I have a book recommendation for them. Uh, the book is The Blue Ocean Strategy. Oh, I love it. My uh, my future father-in-law, well, by the time this airs, I have been married. I got married on Halloween. Hooray. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right now it's a week away. A little nervous. Mostly excited. A little nervous. <laughs> um, regardless... Um, yeah, he he talked up the Blue Ocean strategy to me. I've been meaning to read it. It really does sound fantastic. Um, give me the uh, give me the four one one on it. So the idea is that um, it's so painful. I mean, this is kind of my take on it. It's so painful to have that feature list of ten bullet points and pick four and say, you know what, nobody cares about these, even though we do. So we're not even going to talk about them in our sales copy. Um, I mean, that's one thing that you can get from this book is is sort of a, a process and a way of getting that clarity about what you need to emphasize. And um, once you have that, then you've kind of got a smaller list of ingredients and you can boil that down into something that is like a cohesive, um, you know, basically the foundation of your positioning rather than just kind of being in that place of like, oh, I don't know what to do. All these seem equally important. Uh, you know, that's that kind of confused, overwhelmed place. All right. So let's bring it back to, well, all right, let's try Let's summarize it and then try and come up with an action plan for people. So the, you know, the, the who, what, why of positioning is, you know, it's really just a way, it's like a, a way to describe your store, describe your product, um, and who it's for in a really compelling way, like an elevator pitch. I mean, you want right. to think of it as what's if you had random customers who were giving, who are recommending you to their friends, what's the one sentence you'd want them to say that would describe why that person should go? Right. And, and again, if you can boil it down into that, you know, this kind of thing for this kind of person or this kind of thing, thing that solves this particular problem you're you're in the ballpark if you can get there yeah 
when, so I just rewrote, um, like, let's say, you know, I'm a Shopify expert, which I am, you know, my, a traditional one would be like, uh, and even at like, you know, a good example of positioning, you know, uh, Kurt Elster helps Shopify store owners with their design and development needs. Okay, fine. That, that is better than, than most positioning statements. At least I've niched down to something and described the service provide, I provide and who it's for. A better one, this is the one I'm going to use when I relaunch my website, um, which will probably be up curtelster.com by the time this is um, published, um, is Curtelster helps Shopify store owners unlock hidden profits. Yep. Or, like, now uh, that really speaks to the strategy I'm using. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you know, find or really that. the benefit to them. It's like this is who it's for and what it'll do for them. I mean, does anyone really care? Like, oh, I I love when developers do this. They'll be like, I know, I use TextMate, and they like describe their you know their their <laughs> environment for it. It's like, no, your client doesn't care. How are you going to help them? Exactly. Yeah. I mean that that is not. Uh, I mean that that's a great example, and there's dozens of other examples of sort of you see things from your perspective as the creator of you know your service, your company, whatever, and it just doesn't match up with why people hire you. You've got to find out why people are willing to pay money for what, what it is you offer. Yeah, you have to ask them. So what's, okay. Um, all right, so we've, we've figured that part out. And let's say, you know, number one, if you already have, if you have an existing store um, and you want to figure out your positioning, survey your customers, ask them. You know, just send out, um, hopefully you're doing email marketing, um, but send out an email to your, your past customers with, um, I like survey.io, makes it incredibly easy and it's free. Um, or you could just roll your own with like WooFoo type kit, whatever. Um, and there's a great book on this called Ask if you want to get really fancy. But bare bones, send your customers a link who've already bought, send them a link to survey.io. Look at those answers. They'll tell you, one question is, who, do peop- who would you recommend this to? That's going to be your four um, and then why, you know, would you be disappointed and why mm. finding that answer out is like the key benefit you're providing. And then you could just put that together, um, to make your positioning statement. Right. And it's, it's worth pointing out that that is not something that's cast in stone for all of time, but yeah, and that's, if, go if, ahead. You ju- if you just do what you, what, what, if people just do what you just described, Kurt, they, they're going to see an immediate improvement that they can then optimize further. Well, yeah. And when you think about it, it's like, okay, once you have that, now that's going to make it easier to like, let's say you got to write Facebook ads. Oh, that just got really easy to do. Write title tags, figure out what articles to write. Like it just makes everything so much easier once you have that clear, because not only does it make it clear for your customers, it makes it clear for you, the store owner. Right. Content marketing becomes easier. Everything. Yeah. Um, so I really encourage people to do it, but it scares them because you're right for several reasons. They're like, I can't, once I do this, I'm stuck forever. No, absolutely not true. You can iterate, revise. No one will, no one will even notice, care, or stop you. Um, and it's your store. Give yourself permission. Or, um, you know, the other thing they're scared of is like, well, I'll alienate everybody else. No, just, you know, write it for the, the person who's buying. It's that 80, 20 rule. You know, if, if there's like 80% of your profits are coming from 20% of your customers, okay, well, that's your target market. That's who's in the positioning statement. And if those other people want to buy, fine. But, you know, we know who our ideal customers are. Um, okay. But what if I don't have a product or I don't have my store up yet? So I have no, or I have no customers. Let's say I put my store up. I haven't sold maybe because I have a positioning problem. Um, how do I, how do I work that out? How do I figure out the positioning statement? I know I you would like, what's a, yeah. uh, 
Yeah, I, I was just jumping in. I was so eager to answer that question. All right, you got it. Okay, go. I will shut <laughs> up. I talk too much. <laughs> Not at all. There, but there's two things I that immediately come to mind. You need to know the market, which means um, you need to understand what other players in the market are doing. And so I would just sort of, you know, audit all of their websites. And when I say audit, it doesn't mean probably what the IRS would do. It just means, <laughs> you know, what's what's their key headline? What's their what is their position? Who are they trying to s- sell to? Or, you know, uh, one good the, place where I find people often like high, you know, who aren't really thinking about positioning, where it ends up being hidden is like the meta description of their homepage. Ah, that's a good one. So, you know, do what do what it takes to get that information and just write it down. Um, and the second thing I would recommend uh, is also hooked into a book recommendation. Uh, Lean Customer Development is the name of the book. It's got a great, very easy to use method for finding people to interview, interviewing them without your own biases getting in the way, and then analyzing the results of that research. And that kind of research, talking to actual potential customers, is I think the other key to launching a product or you know a company even with a positioning that is got a better chance of working than the one you're going to pull out of your own head. I have, I just added, um, Lean Customer Development um, is by Cindy Alvarez. It's on uh, Amazon for 20 bucks for the hardcover. Um, I just put that on my wish list because that sounds like a great book. It is. You have to translate a little bit from the world of software products to, you know, the world of whatever you're in, whether that be professional services or, or physical products. But, you know, the method that she describes is just, it's the best I've seen. Okay. Yeah, I got to check that one out. Um, the one I've looked at and that's been very popular um, is Ask. I don't know if you've read Ask. Nice. I, have I have the uh, yeah Ryan um, Levesque, uh, the counterintuitive online formula. See, even he discard admits like in the subtitle they admit it's paradoxical. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that um, there's guides to do it. But like fundamentally, it's really just you asking, you know, getting uh, finding your target market and, and asking them questions. Yeah, that's that's really what it boils down to. It's embarrassingly simple. Yeah, and the first, the first, um, I think the mindset shift you have to make is first accept that until you've asked, anything you think you know is an assumption. And like, yeah, likely is very filtered through your biases and and therefore wrong. Yeah, and so unless you like your, <laughs> unless you plan on only selling to yourself. Right. You know, then you may want to consider asking asking a few other people. Yeah, it's real <laughs> simple. <laughs> Just but talk now, to people. You know, yeah, a lot of people, you know, people, uh, I'll get, you know, people ask me, they're like, what apps must I have to make my store succeed? Like, how, I really want to make this work. What apps do I got to have? What mm. what services should I sign up for? Uh, send a, get, get any newsletter software and then email people and ask them what, how they, how they think about you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, that's the, there, there's the big hack, you know, enjoy. But, you know, people, you know, they want something high tech and fun. Yeah. Um, but no, it's really just, it's really just talking to people getting out there. Um, okay. I mean, that's a, this is very, very good. I enjoyed this. I hope people enjoyed it. Um, you know, and we, we ended with action steps. Um, Philip, where can people go to learn more about you? Well, um, if they want to witness the power of positioning in action, they can go to a site called Google and they can type in Philip Morgan Positioning and they will see that I own the entire front page for Google. <clears throat> I'm going to try it right now. 
Philip Morgan positioning. Wow. Yeah, I'm impressed. <laughs> if they would like to learn how to do that for themselves, I have a, a little miniature email crash course that is free to take. Even they the images, like the little image insert that Google Images does, those are all you, and some of them even say positioning in them. Yep. <laughs> that's And that's not SEO. That's positioning. Yeah, um, well, and the thing, you know, I've been banging on about um, SEO for a long time and really, like, against it, but... You know, the thing all Google wants is relevant content. You know, it just wants you to be the, the, they want the page to be relevant to the search and you to be relevant. That's what positioning does. It gives you laser focused, um, uh, well, uh, relevance is the word. Yeah. Laser focused relevance. Exactly. So if people want to learn how to do that, I've got a, a little email crash course, uh, just five days of emails, uh, positioningcrashcourse.com. So that's, you know, if you want to take a step to kind of go deeper into learning about this, that's a great way to get, get started. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Philip, for joining us. It's been, um, it's been instructional. And uh, as anyone could tell, I'm a, a huge fan of positioning. Um, so I'd really encourage you, um, even if you think you have your positioning nailed, getting it um, dialed in, basing it off your survey could literally double your profits. I've seen it happen. That's awesome. But yeah, give it a shot and check out, sign up for, for Philip's list. And I will, you will hear from me next week. Our program was produced today by Paul Rita. The unofficial Shopify podcast is distributed by EtherCycle LLC. We'll be back next week with more value bombs for Shopify store owners. If you're looking for more high-quality and actionable advice on learning the business of e-commerce, join thousands of other Shopify store owners on our totally free newsletter at eCommerce Bootcamp. That's eCommerce-Bootcamp.com.